Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is my friend Marsha O'Connor. Marsha is the CEO and founder of the O'Connor Group, which provides flexible outsourced human resources and talent acquisition solutions to small and medium-sized businesses. Our main topics today will focus on how the employment market has changed post-COVID and what employees have to do to stay ahead. Welcome, Marsha. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for having me on the show today. Marsha, tell me everything. Tell you everything. Oh, my gosh. Well, where do you want to start, Ami? There's so much. And today they just announced the unemployment went down to 3.6. So where do you want to start? Maybe we can just start with, tell us a little bit about your background, your story. For transparency, Marsha and I are in uh, entrepreneurs organization together. Uh, She's the president of the EO Philadelphia chapter. Twisted my arm. I'm the president elect of the Philadelphia chapter. So we're kind of joined in the hip and, uh, Love to hear just a little bit about your work, what you do. Just tell us about your company and your history first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are obviously, as you mentioned, outsourced HR, outsourced uh, recruiting consulting firm based in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. We are celebrating our 15th year in business. Uh, we provide services to companies um, around the country, actually. And the idea is... Um, you know, I, we started this literally 15 years ago because one of the reasons why is like um, I was sort of in this business, but my son looked up to me. He was seven years old and said, Mom, can I see you more? Um, very powerful words. And I said, yes, we will make that happen. And so we actually uh, we did that. And um, ironically, you know, you grew up with uh, uh, I was my father was blue collar. I grew up in Delco. Um, you know, we all worked really young. Um, all my friends did back then. And I just one of the things I just I was so sick and tired of people fighting about money and every, you know, that whole world. And so we decided to um, always be cognizant of having a business. So I mowed lawns as a kid. I shoveled snow. I had that lemonade stand. You know, I was that um, let's try these different things. And uh, and here we are today with 77 people now. And um uh, the economy has been good to us. I always tell people COVID sucked for a lot of people, but actually COVID was pretty cool for the HR market because we actually are now sitting at the table, whereas before people were wondering why we're at the table. And now I feel as if we're almost ahead of the table because it's all about the people. So what are the core services that your company offers? Um, core services primarily, like I said, it's outsourced HR, outsourced recruiting. What does that mean? That means if you have a, a new company that you're starting and you need that person to talk to, to head up your handbook, to head up your infrastructure, to talk to you about your processes and your procedures, 
That's what we do. We also have strategic HR partners who, you know, a lot of times the CEO just wants someone to talk to about, hey, what should I do with this person? Is it the right fit? What's my org chart look like? Are these people in the right seats? And we help them with all of that. On the recruiting side, we're more of a complement to your current recruiting system. And sometimes we become your entire recruiting system. Um, we're very, I would say, efficient and effective of how we do it. Everything we do is on an hourly basis. So um, we really show our ROI quite frequently. And I think that's why we get so much business because we actually do save companies a lot of money, um, but we do it with really high quality. And do you work locally, regionally, globally? Where do you work? Um, great question. Um, well, started regionally. Now we are, we're across the U.S. and we also do a lot of work overseas. So um, it, it, different, it ranges where we're at. Um, and uh, we've been very fortunate. We're about to expand in to Raleigh, Nashville, and the Tampa markets primarily because those three are probably the top three growing entrepreneurs in the East Coast. And obviously, when there's growth around entrepreneurs, we're in there because we become that solution for them on the talent side and the people side of the business. So, Marsha, who is? Give us an example of a typical client, if there is such a thing. Well, I think that's a. It's a great question, but I think it ranges to two things because typically a great client is coming on board and say, for example, we do a lot of work in the life sciences side of the house and we'll come in and they have nothing. They have a CEO who, you know, we have funding and, you know, we have all these people over the place. We have different salaries. We have different structures. We'll come in and really create streamlined processes and efficiencies. We'll put offer letters together. We'll make sure that they are doing salary banding. We'll make sure that they have a handbook. They'll make sure just things like that. There's a lot of times we get called because of there's a fire. And usually when you unpeel the onion, you realize that they're trying to let go of somebody the right way. And then you realize and you unpeel that onion even further. There's an awful lot of issues that are going on that haven't been addressed. And so there's many times that we'll come in almost like fire fire people um, because we're putting out fires constantly because unfortunately a lot of CEOs will say, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. And what happens is, you know, it's like that little snowball that turns into a big mountain and, uh, and we have to fix a lot of those issues. So we do a lot of that. We also do a lot of strategic side of the house. So like the talent management side and people says, you know, is, is, are the people in the right seats? And so we'll do a little bit of analysis about making sure that, you know, the job descriptions do really fit the people and where are you at and where are you at right now with an org chart where right now in three to five years down the road, I think a lot of people forget to do that, especially entrepreneurs. And it's really important to like, yeah, you're going to grow. What does that mean? You know, are your people that you're hiring today, are they promotable? Are they going to be strong enough to go into future roles? And a lot of times entrepreneurs will hire their friend, their buddy, a cousin, and they don't really look at the true um, role and the job description role. They just hire them because they know them. And then what happens, as we all know, six months to 12 months down the road, that person's not in the right job, they're not doing their job, I don't want to be the bad guy, can you come in and have a conversation? And that's not just a conversation, but then there's coaching involved with that because usually you have to tell them like, listen, there's a there's a reason why you're not having these conversations. Let's go into that and figure out that why. So there's, there's different pieces of it. We do a lot of HR assessments too, meaning coming into a company, like we know we need help, we don't know where to begin. So we'll do an HR assessment, go through all their systems and processes. And then we recommend to them like, okay, this is definitely a problem. This isn't so bad, you need some help on this and this is here. I think the biggest thing is entrepreneurs don't want to spend money, but I always tell them, I'm like, listen, 
don't be stupid. Um, we're not spending money when you need to spend money. You really want to make sure that you have everything in play because your people truly are the backbone. And I think through COVID, I think everybody truly realizes how important it is to take care of your team. What are some of the cha particular challenges you're seeing entrepreneurs and their teams facing now in terms of culture and people compared to, say, pre-COVID? Oh, my God. What challenges are there happening? Inflation's, you know, 9.1 right now. You have unemployment that just went down to 3.5, which is crazy. Um, you're having ghosting, and ghosting is right now. You're getting set up for all these interviews, and they don't show up. And they have no problem not showing up, and they don't call you and tell you. And that's becoming more of a norm versus the other side. And we're just a little bit surprised by that. And, you know, we're finding out, we had a big conversation yesterday with a bunch of CEOs and, you know, they said the reason why people aren't applying is because the money isn't there. And a lot of these jobs, especially in the, the like the retail and the, the hotel restaurant um, side of the house, that hourly rate has not caught up with inflation. And so it's like, you know, it's a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. I mean, you think about it, it's, it's really crazy. People don't realize this, but in 2019, there was an average of 7 million jobs posted. That was average per month, okay? Right now, there is about 10.7 million vacant positions. That was just in June. And in March this past year was 11.8. So you have to keep in mind, like there are so many open vacant positions that employers can't basically fill them but yet inflation is so high. A lot of people aren't spending the money to basically hire these people. And people are just saying, well, I'm not coming on board. And so there really is, um, it's really tough time right now, even though we are technically, technically in a recession, but technically, you know, they're saying it's not a true one because unemployment is so low. So there's, there's a, there's a false narrative going on out there right now because I think this year everything's going to be fine. But, you know, numbers get a little skewed because of, you know, um, elections and all. And this year is a big election year. So I do think that, you know, recruiting is still going to be hot and heavy. I don't think people are going to jump as much as they did because um, you had a great article the other day. People aren't as happy as they were because they felt like it was going to get better and a bigger place and more money. But they're not as happy. Um, so they're becoming a little bit not as happy in their roles. So I think people are literally saying, I don't think I want to move, but I'm also, I want to make sure that I'm getting training and I'm getting promoted. So all those things are, we're all looking at, but it, I also think employers are looking at costs right now because it's so expensive. Inflation key is still high. They're raising the rates and all they're trying to do that. But I think it's a little, they should have done that a little sooner, but I think overall, um, it, it's a catch-22, right? Because the prices are going up. You know, you still have these open positions. There's still a demand. I think that'll calm down next year, but I think right now it's still a pretty strong labor market. Are you finding between people going back to offices, people, employees getting used to work at home, do you see any best practices in that? How I see policies evolving in that area. What are you finding? Yeah, um, you know, it's so funny you say that is it's yeah, they're all looking at I've, I'm seeing all these articles right now where CEOs need to have more fun in their companies. And I sat there saying, well, wait a minute, why? Why all of a sudden now? 
Like, why isn't that a consistent thing to keep your culture moving and grooving? If your people are like your number one asset, I always find this funny because they'll they'll say, well, that's not my issue. That's HR's issue. Well, let me tell you, um, as a CEO, it is your issue. And it, whatever you do trickles down to your entire team. So how you behave and what you do, your team is going to do. Um, it's just like a parent. And so I... I see a big issue right now where people are, you know, saying, well, I'm going to have people back to work five days a week. And, and I'm like, well, I agree that there is missing that water cooler talk, but I don't think you should put it on people that you have to be in every single day. Um, some people, the young ones love it because they really do miss that. But I think, you know, it's, it's a hard time to tell people like, yeah, come in to do Zoom meetings all day and travel 45 minutes of, for gas. And, um, and then you can go back home. Like you have to make it worthwhile. And so with my team, you know, a lot of my guys are remote and can work from home or we're in the office, but we really try to make it fun when they're in the office. And we try to get things done together, um, you know, because I feel like they miss seeing each other, but a lot of people will still push back on me and just say, yeah, well, I don't see it. It's an hour to get in and home. I'm, I'm wasting two hours a day. And to be, be true, they are. Um, but you just got to figure out ways to incorporate into your calendar and your system, fun ways for them to come together. And we do that a lot with like, um, we do breakfasts, we'll do lunches, we do the Phillies game, things like that to keep them moving. But you have to have EVP, what is employer value proposition. You know, what's basically got why work for your organization. And I think it's really important by that, but people don't know that if you have a clear, an authentic EVP, you are five times more likely to exceed their your financial targets and six times more likely to delight your customers. So I don't understand why people aren't doing more of that. And um, so that's, that's a really big issue. I think you're gonna see a juggle on this over the next few years, but if unemployment goes back up, I think it'll be in the employer's interest and that's when they'll have a lot more leeway to say, I need you back in the office. And people are gonna be afraid of losing their jobs so that's when that's going to happen. But right now, they don't have that ability because unemployment's too low. Yeah, it's interesting what we, again, this is just a, a sample size of one, but and I don't know if you're seeing other people do this. We went to saying to people trying to respect sort of their comfort and we all learn to work from home. We do, we could do it. So we said, we'd like you to come to the office like two days a week, whenever it's convenient for you. And we're not going to really hold hold you to the fire for it, but that's what we'd like to see. Well, what we learned is people are coming in, but they're not coming in on the same day. <laughs> so suddenly, and people are saying, well, why the hell am I here if I'm the only one here today or the only two people here today? So um, we're going to move to sort of more of a um, fixed schedule. Like we'd like people in the office at least two days a week. So that at least when we're there, um, you get some benefit of there, but because to go there and not have anyone in the office, you might as well work from home. So that's just kind of what one of, again, sample size of one, but what, what we've learned. But you also, I think you have to um, respect um, where people are. And um, I think companies that don't respect that are going to lose in this world. I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it, it does. But I also think that the young ones are, are really missing out on that continuity of like that workforce and what it takes and where we're at. And I think my biggest fear is 
for, we had such a great rapport with, you know, we had training two weeks and we were in St. Charles, Illinois for two weeks. Actually, we got together last weekend and it was, it's been 30, you know, 33 years since we all worked together that first year at Anderson. And you know what? It was great to see everybody. It was great to be a part of all that, but we were so tight because we had that bonding of, you know, hanging out and doing things. The kids today are not getting that bonding. And so unfortunately that loyalty is not going to be there even more so. And so they're going to find it no problem at all, leaving and grooving other places all the time. And I just sit back and I'm like, I don't understand why people don't un realize that. And I'm like, you should amazingly have something to get them together as much as possible because you have to build that bond. If you want people to stay, you're going to have to build it now. It's not going to just be a, a assumed thing because they're not going to do that. So we try to do, um, we do our quarterly town halls and we make them really fun. We're having one in October and we're calling it Oktoberfest and we're actually bringing in like, um, it's actually like, uh, you know, two things, a truck, a food truck, as well as a booze bar. And we're going to be outside and fire pits and stuff like that. But the idea is like, come on in, have dinner with us, watch the football game, hang out. There's the young ones love doing that kind of stuff. Now the older ones do. So I don't have a problem with that because they've got three kids to feed at night. They have homework all good but the young ones are really really missing that and you gotta be careful mental health problems are through the roof right now and even though everybody's like oh i like being at home they're they're missing out on basically that continuity they're missing out on connection they're missing out on that so i feel like employers have to do a little even more now because they don't have that and you have to be careful because mental health is going to be even it's huge right now Ami. it is going to be even larger the next five years so, so my, I won't say the name of the company, but my son just graduated from college and he's starts his and he's going to work for a big national international consulting company. And he starts his job on uh, Monday and the training for the first month is all virtual. Oh. And I'm looking at and saying, hey, guys, like you could afford it <laughs> like i think it's it's become like a um it's become like a a money thing right yeah. well we can save that couple million dollars or whatever it is by um by not training the that whole class of kids and flying them and this and the meals and this and so there's and there, we learn how to do that virtually so let's do it virtually but you don't have to anymore and I think that's a big mistake. It, it's huge. You know, we first, um, so, you know, obviously COVID was like in March 2020. So a lot, we hired a lot of people since March 2020, okay? We hadn't met a lot of people in person. And so we came up with the idea of like just, you know, once a year, it's called Connect Now. So it's Connect 22 because you're 22. Next year's Connect 23. And the idea was we flew them all in. We flew them in for two and a half days. Uh, we did not really talk about work. We talked about just networking, fun. We went into Philly. We met Ben Franklin. We had such an amazing time that they were like, this is us massive kumbaya. And so the the energy on this team right now is insane. And I know that like next year, we already booked it for next year because it was such a well-received thing that we did. And listen, it's once a year. 
But you got to do that because these guys are looking for that continuity and that friendship. And that con we do a lot with teams every day. And you see lots and lots of messages and lots and lots of gifts. I think we have the whole dictionary of gifts. But I think you have to do even more than that. And you have to be be that person and be out there. And I literally I literally call probably three of my team members that I don't are not reporting into me a week because I told them stay in contact and what they're doing. And they they all tell me like, wow, I can't believe you guys are so busy and you still have time to call me. I'm like, you're part of this family. Of course, I'm going to call you. And um, but a lot of people don't do that. And that's that's a shame, because if you want people to stay with you, you got to work hard, harder now than ever, I think, to keep them. 100%. And I think this is all part of like the uh, COVID dominance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. World, and world changed. And, but the, now there's got lots and lots of dominoes have to fall. So. Yeah, they do. But, you know, I think one of the questions you had asked me before, too, is like, you know, how about compensation right now? Like, you know, are we compensating enough? Uh, you know, well, uh, your pay ranges are, are, they're all looking at that, right? It was between a four uh point oh to a poly like a 7.5 price increases last year if not more depending what industry you're in and you know here's what's going to happen with pay ranges and this is happening already because microsoft just disclosed january 2023 they're going to start sharing all salary ranges for all internal and external postings so if microsoft starts doing it you better believe the other guys are going to start doing that and basically they don't ask job applicants anymore what their salary is they say hey here's the salary range for this role and this role boom 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 so it's now going to be like industry standard and you have to be careful too because you know like colorado california new york other states like that have similar similar legislation that's pending right now to go through. So that whole thing about jobs, this whole thing is going on a paradigm shift right now because it's not going to be like, well, this is what I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, too bad. This is what the job pays and this is what it is. Are you interested? Now, the hard part is an employer, that person might have been for years at like a range 40 grand lower. And now because all of a sudden they're moving into this area. So it's going to range. And the hard part is, too, if you're coming from New York and you're going to go to Philadelphia, your salary ranges are going to be different because the cost of living. So there's a lot of things that are going to be known for that. But I think you got to be really careful because I think people are saying, are we paying our people enough? And some people are paying really well. Some haven't caught up yet. But this inflation thing has got to go lower because if not, we are, we are going to have massive issues down the road because people aren't going to be afraid. People aren't going to have enough money to basically afford people. And there are going to be more layoffs coming. And you want to make sure, too, like, and cost of food is ridiculous. And so people can't even afford their rents right now. You know, I have a friend of mine who just moved to Austin. She just graduated college. A two-bedroom place in Austin she paid for was $4,500. That's more than New York. And you're sitting there like, how, how are you guys affording that with just your two salaries? And they're like, well, we'll make it work. I'm like, that's more than our mortgages. So it's just it's it's a it's a shame of where we're all going it's a fine line but um you know money issues are going to be a big big concern for people and to figuring out like am i being compensated properly yeah, very tricky marcia if people want to learn more about your company where do they go um really easy they go to tocgrp.com or they can always email me at moconnor all o's at tocgrp.com marcia thank you so much for your awesome insights People and culture are super important, folks. Pay close attention. Appreciate your time, Marcia. Thanks, Ami. Thanks for joining us today on Ami Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com 
where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.